Welcome everyone to Fish Believe, a podcast about fishermen, also known as the world's greatest liars. I'm your host, Jonah Schweitzer, and thank you for joining us today. Each week, I will discuss some of my favorite fishing experiences, and then you, the listener, will get to choose whether you believe my stories or not. So this week, I'm pretty excited about this week. Um, It's about fish species that I don't think get talked about enough, and I recently, in the past year, have developed a huge respect for them and have really enjoyed beginning to learn about them as fish and what they do for our ecosystems and how they live and their life histories. It's just been very interesting to learn about them. Um, And that would be the buffalo species that we're going to talk about today. But we're also going to talk about um, the common carp and the grass carp as well. Um, And they're all kind of, I'm going to loop them together because um, of their, they have a kind of negative meaning with throughout the state and throughout the nation really. Um, There's a negative connotation to these fish and they're all kind of looped into this category called rough fish or some people even call them trash fish, which I found find to be pretty upsetting to me because I appreciate these fish so much and think they are some of the coolest fish out there and there's not a lot of places in the world these fish uh, have a stronghold in terms of the buffalo the buffalo are doing quite well in this area in indiana especially in the wabash river but as for the common carp and the grass carp they are everywhere and common carp have been stocked in every single state in the contiguous united states so they are very very common as their name would suggest but for the buffalo um, i did a project on them in school Uh, this last semester and got to really learn about um, how cool they are as a species. There's there are three buffalo species and they are the big mouth buffalo, the small mouth buffalo, and the black buffalo which they are all very unique in what they look like and how they live in their different life histories. Um, But still some people still get them confused. Uh, Even Indiana the uh, state record for buffalo is just under the category of buffalo. There's no specific record for largemouth, bu- for bigmouth buffalo, for smallmouth buffalo, or black buffalo, which to me is really surprising. And if the DNR just took the time to actually learn how to identify these fish, it would be a lot easier, and we could get a good uh, a good state record system out there for these buffalo. And maybe if all three of them were recognized as state records, maybe there would be um, more fishermen that would be willing to go after them. Um, But so for the common carp, I know there are plenty of fishermen and I have some friends that fish for them quite often just because they are, um, they are very, very hard fighters, especially when you can get a big one. And both the buffalo and the common carp can grow pretty large. Um, the state record buffalo is 54 pounds and the state record common carp is 44 pounds and uh, the state record grass carp for indiana is almost 70 pounds so their grass carp are a little different than the buffalo and the carp uh and the common carp just the grass carp has a mouth that's upturned they are more specialized to feeding on floating vegetation and whatnot whereas the all three of the buffalo species and the common carp all have kind of sucker-like mouths that they feed on the bottom of the water. Um, but the big mouth buffalo is really, really cool in that it is a primarily a filter feeder. 
So it, it filters out the nutrients from the water and then uses their specialized gills that they have to take in the nutrients from the water and really that's all they eat. They just kind of, they eat as they breathe and they have been really susceptible from the recent invasions of the Asian carp into all these rivers in North America as their uh, populations for bigmouth buffalo have been going down and there's really no way to help them too much because they're just getting outcompeted by the invasive Asian carp and it's been really sad to kind of see their numbers numbers dwindle and people not really uh, appreciate them as much. Um, I think to kind of give you guys some background on what I'm saying is when they are not appreciated or whatever, the the buffalo and the common carp, um, they're a very popular bow fishing species to go after. And for those of you that don't know what bow fishing is, it's become very popular in recent years where these guys will get on their boat and most of the time they go at night and they will go at night and basically put spotlights in the water. But instead of fishing rods and reels, they have a bow. So they literally have a bow with an arrow and that arrow is attached to a fishing reel. And so if they see a fish, they will shoot it with the arrow and it's basically just for sport. So they shoot the fish, it, they're, it's gonna kill it. There is a almost 90%, 95% mortality rate and a lot of times they just take the fish and um, kill them for just for fun, for no use. They don't eat them or anything. Buffalo and common carp are not really sought after fish for food. And uh, what really angers me is that there's no bag limits for these fish. There's no restrictions put on by the state to maintain these populations and these amazing fish. Um, so it, theoretically, you could go out and shoot and kill a thousand buffalo or a thousand common carp in one evening and there'd be no fine or no nothing. I mean, it's so different from if you get caught with a 13-inch channel catfish on an Indiana River and you're keeping that 13-inch channel catfish, you could get a $300 fine for doing that, but you could go kill 300 or you could kill any number of buffalo or common carp and nobody bats an eye. Um, and it's to me, it's just quite disgusting when you see a bow fisherman go out and they post their picture of their catch, quote-unquote catch, where they just have a bunch of dead fish sitting in a parking lot next to their boat. And yeah, they're big. It's cool. You, you, you killed a whole bunch of fish, but then they just leave them there or they go throw them in the woods. And it's just such a waste and such a, they take a, they take these awesome fish out of this ecosystem that it, it just, it really just makes me very mad and embarrassed uh, as a fisherman who appreciates these fish as much as I do. And it's just embarrassing that the other fishermen don't appreciate them. Sometimes people will catch common carp and literally just throw them on the bank and not even give them a chance to throw them back in the river. Um, and some people will catch a buffalo and think it looks like a common carp or think it's an invasive species because they just have identification issues and they just aren't educated on what kinds of fish are in the water and they just throw them on the bank because they think they're invasive. And to me that's really sad. And uh, I think more states need to be doing more um, identification teaching or having uh, pamphlets or something or because the buffalo and now the common carp which the common carp is not native to Indiana like the three buffalo species but now the common carp has been around for about 130 years um, they were stocked in America to become a food fish in the 1880s um, but they really have kind of taken 
it didn't really take off as the people who stocked him wish they would. And so they're kind of all over and not really invading places anymore because they're kind of established, but they are definitely an introduced species, whereas the buffalo are native and um, will try to keep their populations in check for a long time. But the, the black buffalo population around the country has been dwindling and there's really, you can look up black buffalo on Google and there's like no information out there for them. So the fact that we have them in the Wabash River and a good population of them is pretty astounding and actually really, really cool. Um, I got the chance to talk to a buffalo specialist who works in Minnesota and he is just baffled by the amount of black buffalo that we have in the Wabash River system. So it's pretty special that we have a river system like that that has the population of all the big mouth the smallmouth and the black buffalo so it's pretty pretty awesome that we have that opportunity to catch those three here locally and also the common carp just because they are super fun to catch and sometimes you catch them and they look like just big goldfish so it's pretty cool to catch those so um i hope i didn't go on too much of a rant there i can get pretty worked up about uh bow fishermen killing buffalo and just wasting fish for just literally their pure enjoyment and you know I would much rather catch them the right way. Well, I mean, I guess my right way is different than other fishermen, especially bow fishermen, but um, they're pretty hard to catch. You can't catch them on lures. They're not big predators, uh, but you can catch them on night crawlers, which is what I normally catch them on. But the black buffalo have been known to eat a couple of lures, and that's actually where I begin my first story is I had never caught a black buffalo before, and I was fishing with one of my buddies and it was late November last year so it was pretty cold and uh, we were just throwing lures in the river and we were trying to figure out if anything was going to bite so we weren't doing too hot and we were thinking about leaving actually and so I'm throwing this lure around and I had accidentally ran in and snagged a couple Asian carp beforehand so I thought I was just going to catch a couple more of those and then call it a day because we were getting pretty cold but um, I casted my spoon up towards the bank and almost as soon as I started reeling it in I have this line that is supposed to be able to catch 40 pound fish pretty well and it shouldn't break unless it's a fish bigger than 40 pounds and I tell you what this fish that hit that hook he made my rod double over and almost like almost tipped the canoe with how hard he bit this lure and I just had no idea what the heck I was hooked onto and the water was really murky because of all the snow melt we'd been having last year in November. So the water was really murky and I wasn't able to see if, to see the fish until we got it in. And I just had no idea what it was. I thought it was a big Asian carp, but I was kind of hoping that it was something else, maybe a big catfish or something. And it, There was nowhere in my mind that I thought it was going to be a big buffalo. No way. No way I thought. So, um, you know, it, it keeps fighting it. I could feel it bumping into the rocks on the bottom of the river and I really really did not want it to get off but I mean it was it was pulling the canoe around this little spot in the river it was just pulling us in circles and that's how strong this fish was I had no idea that it would ever uh, I had no idea what it was hooked on to and it was spinning us around my friend didn't know what was going on and it wasn't jumping it was staying down at the bottom so we just had to wait till this fish got tired and so this fish got tired finally and we we, we still hadn't seen it though, but I could tell it was getting tired because it wasn't swimming as fast. So my buddy finally gets the net and he gets the net ready as this fish is coming up. I can see the bubbles from the fish and we get it out of the water for a second and we both we both went speechless because we have no idea. We had no idea that this was going to be a big buffalo 
And so he puts the net on it, and this fish is super duper tired because he had been fighting me for about 10 or 15 minutes at this point. It was a long, long fight. And so he was super tired. I was tired of fighting him. And we get him in the net, and he barely fits in the net. Like, he can, he can honestly not fit in the net too well. And my friend was able to do a good net job and get him in the boat. And as soon as we got him into the canoe, we just started screaming and yelling. We are like, oh, my gosh. This is the biggest buffalo we've ever seen. I cannot believe this. And um, it turned out that it was 36 inches long, and it was just under 16 pounds, actually. It, one of the heftiest fish I'd ever even laid eyes on. I had no idea that a fish could be this thick. Like, when I was holding it, it was tough to hold it because it was just a big, gigantic ball of muscle. And luckily, he was pretty tired from our fight but he was just a ball of muscle and he was unlike any fish I'd ever seen before I I at the time did not know it was a black buffalo because I thought it was a smallmouth buffalo because I knew they have more downturned mouths but I learned from the buffalo expert I talked to that the black buffalo have these really really puffy lips that they they basically feel around the bottom for um, and they're really squishy and puffy so I I looked back at the pictures and realized that this was a black buffalo that I had caught, and I could not believe that it was a black buffalo. I didn't even know those were a thing at this point, and so that's what started my research um, in this last semester for one of my, I did a project on buffalo to do a lot of research on black buffalo and as much as I could, so um, it was really, really cool to be able to catch that fish and to... Uh, just experience that and that's one of the fun parts I love about the river that we fish on the Wabash River is that the water's murky most of the time so you don't know what you have until you bring it into the boat so um, that story is pretty pretty awesome uh, and it'll always be a special place in my heart um, the next one's not to the next one is something that I'm gonna try to I'm going to try to describe the best I can because I think it's going to be pretty hard to describe even what happened. Um, but my family was on a vacation this summer and we went uh, out to North Dakota. So we went out to North Dakota and we were camping at this campground on the southern part of Lake Sacagawea, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, it was by the Garrison Dam, Garrison National Fish Hatchery. And so we this was the, I think it's the third largest earthen dam in the country or maybe even in the world. Like this dam was a couple miles long, a couple miles, and it was all made out of dirt. It wasn't a hydroelectric dam uh, made out of concrete. It was made of earth that they dug out to make the lake. And then they just, they that's how they made the lake was making that dam. And so we were fishing the Missouri River which it flows out of that dam and flows out of that lake. And it's pretty wild that there's like, if you're looking at the dam, you say you're at the bank of the river and you're looking at the dam where the water's flowing out, there's like these big concrete walkways that are probably 20 to 30 feet up in the air. Um, but it's kind of in the shape of a W where you can walk out onto the tip of, uh, you can walk out on the tip of these concrete W's and you can kind of like, you could stare straight down in the water and the water's super clear. And oh man, when I tell you, we saw thousands of huge buffalo. We saw thousands of them. They were just swimming there 
and we could see them eating bugs off the surface. We could see them filter feeding. And um, at the first time we went there, we didn't have our poles. We were just exploring, and we knew we had to come back there to catch them. We knew it, and so we we tried our best to catch them. Um, and I was standing at the tip of one of those W's. So I'm standing at the tip and I'm seeing all these buffalo and I'm trying to put a lure in their face, trying to get them to suck in the lure while they're filter feeding. And so I, I, I saw a big one that I really wanted to cast towards. And so I casted towards it and I got lucky and he sucked it right in and I watched him. And so I set the hook and at that point I realized wait, what am I going to do with this fish? I, there's no way I have 12 pound line. There's no way I'm going to be able to drag this fish 30 feet in the air to get this fish up. I realized that at that point I was immediately screwed and I was going to have to come up with something really fast to be able to catch this fish. And so this fish does exactly what I don't want it to do. It starts heading to the left of me it starts going towards the dam, like going into where the water's coming out. So I want this fish to go out towards the river in front of me and then go to the right of that W concrete walkway that I'm on, which is 30 feet in the air. And I want him to go to the right and then somehow I'd have to walk over there and then walk down the stairs while still having him on the line and still be able to catch him. So this fish is doing the opposite of that. He's, he's heading left towards the dam and I have to fight him to get him to the right and so I fight him for a while and it is let me tell you it is something else to be fighting a fish that is 30 feet below you it's something that I've never even experienced before um and I knew this fish was big but I didn't really realize how big this fish was he was one of the bigger ones I saw in the big school of buffalo I saw swimming around but I didn't realize how big it was until um I got a little closer but so I started fighting him. He started getting a little tired, and I was able to kind of drag him exactly where I wanted to. So I'm, I probably took about 30 steps to the left trying to catch up to him with my rod. So now I'm taking those 30 seconds, 30 steps back to the tip of the concrete, and I am holding my rod so strong so I don't just drop my fishing pole in the water. And this fish is so strong, he's taking out line. And so I'm walking to the tip of the concrete finally. I'm kind of dragging him across the surface. He's not really fighting anymore. And once we get to the tip of it, he starts fighting like crazy. But he does exactly what I want where he goes to the right of the concrete and starts going into the shallower water. And so I was like, okay, good. Yes, finally, this is, this is going to happen. And so he goes into the shallower water a little bit. But still, I'm still 30 feet up in the air while this fish is now in the shallows. And so I have to just pray and hope that this fish is going to stay on the hook while I walk, I don't know, probably a hundred steps to the stairs from this 30 foot thing. And I have to be able to, I'm, I, there were poles that were holding up the lights there. So I had to, I had to stop at a pole and then reach my hands around the pole and grab the rod with my other hand, switch hands and then keep walking. I had to do that about three or four times. And this whole time I'm just watching the fish down there and my brother, he had already ran down the stairs and he was waiting for the fish to come so maybe he could catch it, um, catch it with the net. And so I somehow, someway get around all of the five, six light poles there and I start walking down the stairs and somehow I still have my fishing pole in my hand and 
you know, I realized I'm not going to be able to make it down the stairs. And so I yelled at my brother. He comes up the stairs or there's a, there was a spot below the stairs where there were rocks, but it was going to be hard for me. I couldn't jump from the, the concrete walkway down to the rocks. You had to already be down uh, by the shore and be able to walk up the rocks to, to be there. So he walked up all these big rocks and he, I was somehow was able to hand off the fishing pole to him and he carefully as ever walked down these big rocks to try to get this fish. And so I'm, as soon as I give him the pole, I am booking it and I book it around the edge. I book it down the stairs and I go down there and I meet him uh, on the rocks and he hands me the pole back. And this fish, thank the Lord, is still on the hook. And I get down there and I'm finally level with this fish and I'm just looking over my shoulder and I'm looking at that 30 foot tall concrete walkway and I'm just imagining like oh my gosh I was up there hooked with this fish just a short couple minutes ago and I thought there was no way this fish was even possible being landed and I I fought him some more I was finally level with him I think I even got in the water a little bit because I was wearing my boots but I finally got level with him and I fought him for a couple more minutes and he finally slowed up and finally got tired after I don't know this might have been 15 or 20 minutes of this just hectic hectic fish fight here and it it, it took a lot out of me because I had to run back and forth on that concrete walkway I had to run down those stairs had to run down these big rocks to get to the get to the water and this fish was still pretty pretty strong and I, like I said, I didn't realize that this fish was one of the bigger ones, but I got close to this fish and it was absolutely massive how big this buffalo was. It was close to 29 pounds when we finally weighed it. And once I, once I got down there, um, oh man, once I got down there and grabbed this fish, I had to basically bear hug it. Like I would, there was, I, it's not like a little bass that you could just grab with one hand. I had to bear hug this fish and basically had my hands under his arm, my arms under his belly. And I just had my arms under his belly and I basically just like wrangled this thing and squeezed him against me. Um, I finally, I, I finally remember the right measurement of what this fish was. It was, it was 36 inches long, just the same size as the black buffalo that I caught. But the size of this big mouth buffalo, it was almost... 29 pounds it was 28 pounds 10 ounces it was just enormous and I looked at it and I said wow that is a true water buffalo because some people when I tell them I catch buffalo they're like oh wait like the water buffalo like the buffaloes that are like on land you catch those how do you do that I'm like no 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 there are fish in the water called buffalo and they are just they're really cool and they really deserve your respect because they're such an amazing native species that have been around for forever. But anyway, that fish took a lot out of me just walking and running. And I, I encourage you guys, if you want to, look up the Garrison Dam in North Dakota and see what I'm talking about, these concrete walkways that I was on and had to walk down and somehow get this fish to stay on the hook while I was doing this whole thing. So I'm going to put that fish on the on the picture here on the, like the the podcast cover so you guys can see how big and how beautiful this fish was um, but that was just so crazy and every time I think about it I just think how in the heck did I land that fish and how in the heck did I get that lucky that that fish was able to stay on the hook that whole time um, 
So it just really is truly an amazing experience. And it was on the Missouri River, which is one of the biggest rivers in the country, right next to the biggest, one of the biggest earthen dams in the world. And it was just such a really cool experience. And I know it's in the middle of nowhere in North Dakota, but if you guys ever get the chance to go visit that place, it's really, really cool and totally worth your time. It's absolutely gorgeous. There's tons of wildlife there. And um, it was a really good experience for us to go out there and visit North Dakota for the first time. Um, so yeah, those are my two Buffalo stories. Um, they, Buffalo get huge, you guys. They, um, the, the, the American record is around 75 pounds for Buffalo and, uh, they really just can get absolutely huge. Uh, like the one I caught, it was 30, almost 30 pounds, but it wasn't even the biggest one in the school that we were seeing. Well, we couldn't get those really big ones to bite, but they've been around a long time and uh, are smarter than us, especially. Um, but I wanted to say one more thing about Buffalo that uh, I forgot to mention earlier that is probably the coolest thing about them. And um, when I was doing research on my project about them, they weren't, um, there. there's not a lot of studies out there about them. And so the Minnesota DNR and some uh, researchers from North Dakota State University in 2019, they found out and they did these aging studies because there's a bone in a fish that kind of acts like a tree where a tree has like rings to show the age. There's a bone in a fish called an otolith. And that tells you how old the fish is by looking at the rings on the otolith. And so they did a big study with big mouth buffalo and they found that there are big mouth buffalo in Minnesota that were growing to 112 years old. And that, that makes it one of the longest if not the longest, sorry, the oldest freshwater fish in America, which I think is absolutely astounding. And the fact that these fish can grow to 112 years old, just that shows you how crazy important they are to our ecosystem and how crazy unique they are and that they deserve to be protected from all the bow fishermen, just killing them. Just, I don't want to say mercilessly, but mercilessly because they have they're just killing them for sport and they don't care what they do with them afterwards. So, um, the Buffalo are some of my favorite fish species. I've learned a lot about them and I encourage you guys to learn a lot about them too. And, uh, I hope you guys, um, learned a little bit about Buffalo and common carp. Uh, I don't really have a ton of common carp stories. They, they frustrate the hell out of me because I, uh, you know, I'll see a whole bunch of them. They, they swim around in schools and I'll, I think I'll throw a bait out there they'll like and then they just won't eat it. And then some days, some days they'll hit every bait I throw at them, but some days they won't. So they, they're pretty frustrating, but really cool fish once you get your hands on them. So um, I like to finish each one of these podcasts with goals of mine. Um, so my goal this year would be to get a, uh, sorry, for 2023, uh, I want to get a 20 pound black buffalo. Uh, I saw a couple and caught a couple 10 pounders this spring. And then I caught that 16-pounder last November. But I really, really think there's a 20-pounder out there. And I would really like to catch one of those. Um, and as for common carp, I'd like to I'd like to crack 20 pounds with those two. I think that'd be quite an accomplishment, especially on the Wabash River. Um, and as for the other buffalo species, I don't really have a huge goal. Because big mouth buffalo are pretty hard to catch. Um, around here anyway they filter feed they're not a lot of them around because of all the asian carp um and the smallmouth buffalo i've caught a couple but it'd be nice to catch about a five pounder would be a good goal for the smallmouth buffalo um 
And uh, yeah, so I hope you guys learned a lot about them. And uh, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Um, and again, I hope you guys enjoyed learning about Buffalo. And if you hadn't heard about them before, hope you enjoyed getting to know them. And um, I encourage you guys to look up pictures of them and learn how to fish for them and go fishing for them. So um, next week we will be talking about fly fishing and the main fish we talk about fly fishing would be trout and I have a really really good fly fishing buddy and hopefully we can get him on to talk to uh, him about the podcast and talk to him about trout and why he likes to fish fly fishing and for trout especially so um, that'll be next week that'll be a great episode and so without further ado you heard my fish stories this week do you believe me See you next week on Fish Believe.